Put your hands together. 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 Put your hands From the show, I missed you guys. You look, you look great. You all look great. Let's hear it for you. You look amazing. Y'all really pulled it together in the two weeks I've been gone. You look better. You look better as an audience. I was worried about you guys. As you were all, everybody was a little shaky there at the end. But now you look good. My my uh, my co-producer on the show. One of the well. So we've got a we've got my producer in the booth, Mr. Ryan McMenamin, who makes all the sound for this happen. Puts it out as a podcast for us. And also our live show producer, Rhea Butcher, was our host for the last two weeks. Let's hear for Rhea. She was hilarious. I listened, even though I, uh, I, wasn't, I wasn't here. I've been, um, I've been on the old, uh, the, old, uh, the old road. I've been on the road, yeah. I've been uh, just carowacking around, and I have been opening for the uh, most murdering of babies comic uh, Mr. Anthony Jeselnik in a bunch of cities which has been really fun and also really such a that's right lone clapper you hold it yeah and then I looked at you and you went woo but you pointed when you said woo which was the coolest part of that like I w- couldn't have anticipated that you would have done the point but that was round of applause for that guy cause that you nailed that that looks awesome yeah why, why are you do you like Anthony no, you like me. Oh, yeah, you like me. Yeah, fuck Anthony. Agreed. <laughs> no, yes, it's been, um, it's been really fu- I've been working in, like, much larger spaces than I'm used to, like, a couple thousand seat theaters and uh, trying to figure out how to uh, make myself ingratiated to an audience that is not ready for me as a, an adorable storytelling comic. <laughs> But it's been a real challenge, and I've been really happy to do it. Like, I feel like my, I'm actually a much better comic now. The first, the first week that I went out, I was, like, devastated. Just devastated by the experience. Because just walking out on stage, and you can't see anybody, and there's a sea of people. And also, they don't know who the fuck I am. And I don't mean, like... Like, I mean, I'm not a national name yet. I'm... Hey! Listen, this isn't me putting me down. I would be huge. I can't wait till Anthony opens for me. Um... <laughs> On a 40-city tour, because we're just doing 20, so it's a little, you know. Um, but, but I'm not a national name yet, and so when they, like, this, they, they, people are there to see Anthony, and I'm not listed on the bill at all, and it's just the two of us. And so they'll, they'll be like, ladies and gentlemen, Anthony Jeselnik. And here's Cameron Esposito. And then just a weird, like, then just I walk out, and the whole audience is like, we paid for a different person. <laughs> We specifically didn't pay for you. Not at all. Actually, this happened last week. Somebody, the... <laughs> Where was I? Fort Lauderdale or something? And, uh, by the way, that was a great show. Florida, weirdly amazing to play. Didn't expect it. They, everybody in Florida was great. That's right, Lindsay. Uh, that's my pal, Lindsay. Let's hear for Lindsay. Yeah, Lindsay produces another podcast that I run, which is called Wham Bam Pow. How, I get what you guys are saying. How can you have three different producers in the room for different stuff? Guys, I'm busy, I'm telling you. 40 City Tour, I'm gonna be fucking huge. Um, but uh, this guy was, he, this is how he introduced me. He said, ladies and gentlemen, welcome to an evening of comedy with Anthony Jessel. Actually, I think he said, welcome to an evening of comedy with Anthony Jessnick. Uh, but first, please welcome Cameron Diaz. Er, fuck. Cameron Esposito. He actually, the whole thing, like he said, er, fuck. Er, fuck, Cameron Esposito. The whole thing, like how, I don't know how that could have been more confusing. Because what would Cameron, how bad is Cameron Diaz's career going? If she's unannounced opening for Anthony Jeselnik in Fort Lauderdale. She has taken a real dip. But then also when you have to walk out and just say, yes, 
Listen, you and I both wish that I was Cameron Diaz. You, we both do. She, she has great buns, as you would know if you've seen any of the Charlie's Angels films. She's not wearing pants in those movies, ever. So that's great. I was on an airplane, and I sat next to a, a couple for four hours that were enjoying Two and a Half Men. That's been one of the most startling moments of the... Like the I, what? I just was, and I was in the window seat just, and the whole plane, they were, literally the, the wife was going, oh, come on! <laughs> I've never seen anybody watch comedy television and have like an audible, that is how you see people watch comedy television on comedy television. Like on Two and a Half Men, that's, there's totally a character that's like, I'll be, you know, but that you don't expect to see that in real life. And then just to be enjoying that show, which I was like, holy shit, there's the demo right there. It's you two guys. Um, Cause I, I guess that's a popular show. Um, we got a dog, we got a dog this week. We got a dog, maybe last week. We got a dog. Um, we got a dog, I got a dog. I own a puppy. Uh, I, there's a puppy in my house. Fucking the worst. I'm trying so hard to love this dog, but it needs me, and I hate it for needing me. Because I'm trying to work on my career. Stupid dog. Um, I don't know. I got a, I got a puppy. Think We got a puppy. Rhea and I are also Beyonce's. We're also fiancés. We're... Engaged to each other. I'm engaged to all the producers on all the shows here. <laughs> but specifically to Rhea. And uh, we got a dog. And it's great. It's great, I guess. I don't know. How are you supposed to feel about a dog? I've never wanted one. And he's adorable. We got like a... We like rescued a puppy. And then, you know, the, to feel that majesty in yourself where you're like, oh, I'll show, I can help. You know, like when you kind of feel the boldness of that and the, you know, just like, like, oh, you get over, I have, you know, at least two bags of food. What do you need? You know, and then, but he's squirmy and alive, which is the worst part about him. He needs things, walking and attention. His hair comes off of his body. He poops wherever. It's the worst. We're trying to like do like Caesar Milan stuff too because we were both like we're pretty big fans of that show and then we read the books. But like when you like the funny thing about that guy is that he's a wizard who only does this. Like this is his whole time. So if you read the book, it's like get up in the morning, go hang out with your dog, <laughs> and take your dog and kind of put your hand out like a mouth towards your dog and then see what your dog wants for breakfast. <laughs> and then right after that, take a bath with your dog. <laughs> take your dog to work, where you work with other dogs. Hang out with your dog a little bit. Take your dog for a walk with other dogs and walk your dog. If you can, walk your dog with other dogs and go to a dog park if you have that opportunity. And, and then uh, go to bed. <laughs> it's like the book. We got shit to do, puppy. <laughs> he doesn't understand anything about emails. <laughs> you guys are an awesome audience. I love you already. You're like engaged and you're wonderful. I love you so much. And we got a great show. I'm so excited about this show. You take a minute and clap for me. I don't want you to feel. I don't want you to feel like, oh, she was so great, and then we didn't really have that chance. <laughs> oh, you guys, I am so happy about this first comic. He, we've been trying to get him on the show for quite a while, and we're so happy he's here. Let's hear it right now for Mr. Greg Proops, guys. Give it up for Greg Proops. <laughs> One more time for Cameron Diaz and Giancarlo Esposito. A tremendous double act here. Great to be back in this airless box across from the Scientology Center, ladies and gentlemen, where comedy is thrown around in a bizarre Star Trek set where people sit on either side of you like a jury. 
I too have been on the road because I cannot find gainful employment here with the people named Josh of Los Angeles. Thank you. I was in Niagara Falls last week. I don't know if anyone's ever been there. I wouldn't think so. Uh, although there's probably some East Coasters here who yeah. were dragged there as children. I'd, I'd never been. I'm from California. We used to go to the gold country, uh, which was punishing enough because it was always unbelievably hot, like Lawrence of Arabia hot. But you would get sarsaparilla. That was the difference between the gold country and a regular amusement park. In a regular amusement park, you got a Coke or whatever. In the gold country, sarsaparilla. It's made of roots or something. Uh, so I was in Niagara Falls and we did a gig and uh, like I'd never been to Niagara Falls before and we were on the Canadian side. As you know, the American side is shut down and they turned the falls off. And uh, Because they don't like Negroes. Let's be honest why they did it, okay? Wow, what a touchy little crowd up front and shit. I wasn't kidding about the jury thing, evidently. Loom. So... We go to Niagara Falls, and uh, imagine my surprise um, that uh, I thought, you know, I, I, you know what, what, did, does anyone even imagine Niagara Falls when they're laying around in those moments of reverie? You know, when you're just walking down the street counting flower petals or whatever it is that you do all day, or, you know, writing in your journal, or, or, or you know, yeah, the moments that fill up your lives, you know, like accepting kisses from a child, delivering chocolates to a stranger, whatnot. You don't sit, your mind doesn't start spinning and think, I wonder what Niagara Falls is like. I'd love to go there one day and see it. I wonder if it's as devastatingly awesome as I think it is in my mind. I'd given it little, if any, thought, other than the fact that occasionally people go over in barrels, which I find absolutely fucking mortifying. Uh, I, I won't sit in a car wash where you go through the car wash because I don't like that casket like David Cronenberg crash feel going on in my life. Uh... Nor, nor would I get in a barrel were I a fish or a, a, a nail or a monkey. Uh, I, I wouldn't get in a barrel. I don't think it's a... I don't think it's... There's nothing at the end of that. You know what I mean? There's really so little payoff for getting in a barrel. There's a bunghole in a barrel, which is always funny, but uh, I don't want my sound to be emanating from it. Please let me out. My name is Greg and I'm hungry. Because that's what I would say. I would be very polite to whoever's on the outside of the barrel who held me in barrel captivity. I would be, I would be solicitous, let's be honest. I'd be obsequious. Oh, beautiful person whose hands are shaped like the Lord's. Won't you open the cork of this bunghole and pry me from this barrel? Uh, is, there, is there a part-time cooper on the premises? These jokes are for nobody, ladies and gentlemen. This is a podcast. I'm not even playing to you. There's... Over 150 people who subscribe to this who are going to listen to this later in Cincinnati and points east. And when they hear the Cooper joke, they're going to fucking high-five their dog. You're a respectful crowd. You honor everything I say with a moment of silence. That's nice. So we go to Niagara Falls, and we'd been on tour in Ontario, Canada. Which, by the way, if you're ever thinking about going, you may want to, you know, table that thought for a while and think about some other places you might want to go, like New York City or something. Toronto's okay, uh, but uh, uh, we went to a place called London, Ontario, and I've never seen as many horrifying people on the street in one principality. Exactly. Has someone been to London, Ontario before? Are you from London, Ontario? No, but you. Are you from? Oh, you drove through it. On your, on your way to an exciting weekend in Hamilton. Uh, yeah, London's pretty freaky. Uh, there was, like, I've never seen this many wheelchairs outside of a fucking Special Olympics opening ceremony. It was pretty freaky. There was a dude who had a sandwich for a head. I've never seen that before. How can you have lettuce as part of your body? I didn't get it. Uh, then we, we went to Niagara Falls for the climax of this tour, and... Uh, we were uh, so I went. I mean, we didn't go immediately. We checked into the hotel, and the, like the whole area pulling into Niagara Falls. Uh, finally, when I saw the falls, they were unbelievably staggering. Right? I mean, it's like an insane monument to rushing water just pouring down a hill precipitously, fucking giant crashing steam pouring up everywhere. The moisture in the air. If you wear glasses, then it's the worst fucking tourist attraction in the history. Not unless you've been to Tempe in the summertime when they have misters on. 
on outside. Have you experienced, I can't see shit the whole time you're at a tourist attraction. I wear glasses to them. The mist pours all over the town at all times. We, the gig was three miles from the town and we went into the parking lot after to get high. It was like fucking, ah! It was like a John Carpenter movie and shit. Just fucking mist everywhere. Uh, I mean, it wasn't that violently threatening or anything. So not like a great premise for a horror mist. Um, you'll be vaguely uncomfortable till you get in your car and find a tissue. It's not that horrifying, but it, it's unbelievable uh, how extraordinary and uh, devastatingly unimaginable the amount of water pouring off this is. And they've built next to it a Tim Hortons and a Stone Cold Creamery and a, a Ruby Tuesdays and a TGI Friday and a Macaroni Grill. It was a, as if you thought, here's the Grand Canyon. I know what we should do. Let's build Reno next to it. Let's make it as depressing a place for two-bit losers to go who are overweight and are counting the last few diabetic shots before they fucking pop it and spend the last few golden moments with them. Spend it. There's a casino at Niagara Falls. You don't need a casino at a scene of natural splendor. No one goes to fucking the, grand, you know, the meteorite crater in Arizona and goes, you know what would make this more awesome if I could fucking double down on some uranium right now would be the best thing I could do. It was sad. And what, I guess the point is, I never understand why people like that kind of thing so much. I went to the falls and they were fabulous. Then I went back into the town and was like, could there be more fucking Starbucks and shit? Um, and they gave me a room at the, uh, uh, the hotel and they go, your room has a, 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 wa a waterfall view. So I'm like, oh, hooray. I get into my room. There's a six story fucking parking lot. And then behind it is the waterfall. <laughs> And by the way, no cars in the parking lot. And I thought, couldn't you have put the parking lot behind the fucking hotel? Did you have to put it right next to the fucking falls? Um, oh yeah, you did. Because you're a white, greedy fucking asshole dude. Probably named Donald or something. Uh, uh, but people love bad food and being fat and comfortable situations. And that always freaks me out more than... I would rather go to a fucking dive bar in East L.A. and walk into a cholo bar the way I act and be like, two cervezas, por favor, than, <laughs> than go into the macaroni grill bar. You know what I'm saying? Where people are wearing fucking fanny packs and Crocs unironically. I don't... In closing... Uh, people drive awfully fast here in Los Angeles, I find. Uh, that uh, uh, I'm from San Francisco, and there's two things you know when you're from San Francisco. One, everything. And two, <laughs> that wherever you are isn't as cool as where you're from. Uh, are you suggesting that LA's not as cool as San Francisco? I'm suggesting it's larger. Uh, there's a different... <laughs> There's a different outlook uh, here. Like, for instance, if you're driving in your car in San Francisco, should you be fortunate to own, enough to own one, not, not in the Google bus, but in your own individual vehicle, and you're at a stoplight and an older person is crossing the street, uh, spending their last few autumnal moments uh, perambulating, you will stop your car and let them go. In Los Angeles, if an old person's crossing the street, the first thing you do is measure how much room you have to cut them off before you can get in front of them. And then if you're behind someone who's letting an old person fucking cross the street, you lay on your horn like Faye Dunaway in Chinatown. Just bah! And then have a complete shit fit. I was at the In-N-Out Burger on Sunset. I'm in the line. There's nowhere to go. I can't move forward. I can't move backwards. I'm in the car line, right? The lady behind me just lays on it. And I think, okay, I've got to keep my sang froid. I don't want to lose my shit. I roll my window down and I remonstrate with this vixen. I'm like, madam, can't you say that I cannot go forward nor can I go backwards? So ergo you lying on the horn is a, a fruitless activity at the very paramount. And she gave me the L.A. answer. She went, <laughs> And then, it doesn't matter! And I was like, I didn't know you were gonna go metaphysical moron on my ass. Clearly it matters. I can't move forward. The physical space we're occupying now makes this matter more than anything else in your shitty, inconceivably awful, fucking hideous, gray, barren life. Full of nothing but thoughts of yourself and how you must push forward two centimeters in the in and out burger line in order to achieve fucking onanism with yourself. I would like to go to the Niagara Falls with her because she'd be like, we're on the Canadian side. I want to be on the American side. Ah! And just fucking jump. No barrel. Good night, everybody. Thank you.
smartest man in the world, the Poopcast. Guys, we've got awesome. We've got an awesome. Uh, we've got awesome stuff happening. I'm excited. Humans are uh, dropping in, and this uh, this next person is one of my favorites that drops in here. We love him so much. Let's hear it right now for Mr. Bob Odenkirk, guys. Give it up for Bob. Hey, we are going to keep the show right on rolling. We've got awesome comics on that we haven't had on the show yet, including this next gentleman. Let's hear from Mr. Cy Emmonson, guys. You remember Cy? Come on! Hey, guys. I'm next. So, right? You guys probably are on a real roller coaster of fun and nah, thinking it's going to be the best comedy night of your life. Like, holy shit, Greg Proops, he's one of the greatest. Who's next? Oh, shit, it's Bob Odenkirk. He's one of the greatest. Also, he's from my favorite show ever in the history of television. Who's next? All right. I don't know what to do. You want to just guy with this suit? You want to hit me in the stool in the face? I feel like that'd be fucking revving it up a little bit. Just fucking crush. Did they have good sets? Yes, but people will come back. Maybe I get, Maybe he picks me. Maybe fucking crush. Maybe he's the one that I get to hit in the face with a stool. Is it a good gimmick? It's not. It's not, friend. Welcome. Welcome, guys. I'm going to start you off with my set of jokes. I, I, uh, I'm going to tell you I have a four-year-old niece. Her name is Addison. I love her very much. I get to babysit her all the time. Unfortunately, recently babysitting her caused me to be accidentally creepy. <laughs> Took her to gymnastics class. There's a big viewing area for all the parents to sit and watch. It's literally 25 four-year-olds running into stuff. Adorable and hilarious. So I was watching with a big goofy grin on my face. One of the moms walked up to me, which one's your child? And I said, oh, none of them. <laughs> The only way I can answer that question creepier is, which one's your child? Oh, I haven't decided yet. <laughs> Guess whichever one's slowest. We got in the car after class, she looks at me, she goes, Uncle Cy, what does shit mean? Yeah, it's her first swear word, but obviously she heard it somewhere. So I had to have one of those real adult moments because I had to explain it to her, but I also had to be honest. So I was like, well, Addison, shit is a word that some people use to describe your gymnastics performance today. <laughs> Sorry I shouted that, but you're almost five, so pull it together. Olympics, three years away, pull it together. The big family news, oh, here, let's talk about this, friends. I just, I think there are certain people who shouldn't be allowed to have children. Right at the top of that list, one of my good friends, Zach, he called me recently. He goes, side big news, my girlfriend and I, we're going to have a baby. Here's my issue with them. In the past six months, Zach and his girlfriend have had, kaboom, three kittens die on them. <laughs> oh, no, is right, suddenly upset crowd. I didn't say three old cats die on them. Like, I'm old, time to die. Nope. <laughs> I didn't say three kittens in one multi-kitten tragedy. Uh-uh. They went out and bought a kitten and it died. Okay, so they went out and they bought a second kitten and it died. So the two of them left their house, went out to a pet store, bought a third kitten, and it died. <laughs> yeah, let's break that scenario down. On the scale of things that are hard to take care of, kitten. Not very. Baby, very. More importantly, though, on the scale of the amount of trouble you get in, if those things die... Kitten, hardly any. Baby, the most. Okay, a legally punishable amount of trouble. The only thing that's worse, bald eagle. USA, right? Hey, guys, I fucking love it. America. We're shut down, but the joke still works. I'm a part of this country. Welcome to the show, Polo. Guys, holy fucking A, guys. You're the oldest dude here. Hi, I love it. You and me would probably be friends. All the rest of these guys, they wouldn't like me in real life, but you and me, fucking, we'd talk about sports and shit and our dads. Guys, where am I going? Listen to me. Let's talk about sports, because that seems like a relatable topic, as I watched you all file in in your khakis. 
I love sports. Uh, and football is my favorite sport, but I, I think football definitely has the dumbest of the athletes. I was listening to a football player on talk radio, and he goes, yeah, being in the NFL, it's great. Sometimes it's frustrating when people don't, you know, take you seriously as a professional. Yeah, I get that. It's because football players do things that they can't do in other professions. The biggest sin is they do this thing where they, they celebrate minor accomplishments in the midst of catastrophic failures. Yeah, right? I was watching a Monday Night Football game a couple years ago. The Philadelphia Eagles were ahead by 40 points in the fourth quarter. 40 points. A guy against the Washington Redskins, a guy on the Redskins down by 40 points in the fourth quarter on a seven-yard completion, made a tackle, stood up, and went... What the fuck are you doing? You're down by four tens. They don't even have ten pointers in football. That's why nobody respects you. No other profession is like that. Doctors can't be like, I know I had that three heart surgery patients die on my table this morning, but you see that bicycle accident over there? See that 11-year-old right there? See his elbow stitched? That shit up. Surgeon, motherfuckers. Surgery, bitch. Stethoscope celebration. <sighs> Surgery, motherfuckers. Yay, yay. I'm going to leave on this, guys. Uh, I read this weird news story recently. I read a weird news story, and it was about a couple living in a trailer park in Florida raising an alligator in their bathtub, and they got in a domestic dispute. That is not the weird part. In the middle of the trailer argument, the wife went into the bathroom grabbed the gator by the tail, brought it out, beat her husband to death with the alligator like she was Hank Aaron hitting home runs, okay? And then when she realized he was dead, she clamped the gator on his neck and fled the scene. Let's recap. Her plan, murder my husband and frame the alligator. Here's the thing, it happened in Florida which makes it not the worst plan. <laughs> if you know anything about how law enforcement works in Florida, you got a good puncher's chance of winning that argument. Some sheriff shows up like, well, 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 boys and boys. Look like we got ourselves another case of a gator murder here. <laughs> Excuse me, sheriff, you think that the alligator murdered this man? <laughs> Rookie, how long have you been on the force? Of course that's what happened. This here is the oldest story in the book. Let me lay it down for your boy meets Gator. Boy falls in love with Gator. Okay, boy and Gator wed in holy matrimony in the house of the Lord. Gator lets herself go, starts putting on weight. Boy loses interest, starts cheating on her with other swamp creatures, right? Gator finds out in some sort of sexy text message, I'm sure, that includes the phrase getting tail. In jealous rage, Gator murders man. If I've seen it once, I have seen it, I got damn one million times. You know, I hear you. I get what you're saying, but maybe we like, do you want to either check out some other leads or maybe some witnesses? How long have I been chef? Ha! How long have I been south of Pensacola County? Huh? 36 goddamn years is how long I've been south of Pensacola County. I don't need no other leads. You want a witness? Let's ask the Gator here. Oh, Mr. Gator, you murder this dude? Ah. Oh, you're an angry Gator, are you? Ah. Now, I know one thing for certain. This here alligator murdered this here human man. And he did so in cold blood. Of course he did. He is a reptile. Biology, case closed. I am Florida's Matlock. Hey, you guys have been a lot of fun. Enjoy the rest of your night. crazy show. This is a crazy show and we're trying to put up a bunch of people so we're going to just turn around real fast. You guys can keep the energy up and be awesome to everybody, right? <laughs> we like have a tight schedule and we're going to do it. I believe in us. So laugh really loud and then the comics will think that they're done and they'll leave. <laughs> so guys, let's hear for uh, this next comic. He, we love him when he drops in. Let's hear it right now for Mr. Aziz Ansari, guys. Give it up for Aziz. <laughs> Thank you. 
show right on roll. This next comic, he is in from New York, and this is also his first time on the show, but I love his stuff. You guys are going to love it, too. Let's hear it right now from Mr. Rojo Perez, guys. Give it up for Rojo. Come on. Cameron. What is up? Sounds about right. See, everybody, I would like to acknowledge how cool this show is, but I don't have time, so jump on board. Here we go. It's gonna get sexy real quick, so jump on board. All right, ladies, just the ladies. Dudes who keep their socks on during sex, is it weird? Yes! You hear that, you fucking animals? Take them off. Show some respect. Treat her like a lady. You're not going anywhere. It's so weird. Yeah. I'm in a great mood. I just had a two-year anniversary of the worst breakup I ever had. Um, but let's talk about that. I'm not bitter. This will be fun. Um, me and my ex play this fun game. Uh, we're, we're playing a fun game right now to see who's going to have the better life. Um, and she recently invited me to her wedding, so I guess she's winning. Uh, Babe Ruth, really good at this game. She's a natch. Uh, but she called me, and she was like, hey, Ro, I'd love if you came to the wedding. And I was like, I don't know if I can make it. And she goes, damn it, Ro, it's my fucking wedding. We've known each other for a long time. Why just for one night can't I have my cake and eat it too? Uh, I don't know. Maybe because a cake has feelings? You ever think of that? Maybe because meeting your husband isn't the best way to keep the cake stable? Like, that's an option. Uh, maybe the cake might get drunk and try to fuck you on your wedding night? That's bad karma for everybody. Nobody likes a drunk cake wandering around the wedding trying to tell everybody its side of the story. She had this weird obsession with cats. Like, she had, she would keep her cats in bed with us, like, while we were, like, like, in heat. You know what I mean? And it was weird, because it was three cats, six eyes, just judging me. Just watching my every move. But she, like, this is what, like, she woke me up to a text one day that said, I had to take my cat in for an emergency operation. It's going to cost three grand. I'm stressed. I don't know what to do. I wrote back, uh, good morning. That's how adults start their days. <laughs> good morning, I don't understand why you're stressed because unless this operation is to turn your cat into a cooler pet, like what's the decision here? Like the thing is, if something costs a thousand times more than I paid for it to fix it, I'm gonna let it die. That's not me being a jerk, that's math. That's a smart business person. And if I pay three grand for a cat, like, that cat better be next to me all day. From now on, when you see me, you're gonna be like, oh, here comes Rojo and his sidekick, the cat. Because anytime I feel a little bit sad, like, I step in gum, like, I break a nail, like, that cat better be there ready for a rubdown. And that's not gonna happen, because cats are shitty. They're ungrateful pieces of shit. If I feed you, when I call, you come. That's how kids work, that's how pets should work. I feel like that's the difference from like where I grew up in Puerto Rico to like up north, where it's like back home, if a horse was breathing the wrong way, we would put it to sleep. And a horse takes you places. Like that's a form of transportation. And we would kill it. And you're gonna keep your shitty cat alive? Fuck you. Give me three grand in a week. I'll have at least four new cats and first and last month's rent paid on a new bigger apartment, guaranteed. And they'll be like city cats. Like, these won't be like scary ghetto cats. These will be cats with a tail and shit. Good cats. <laughs> you guys are silly. Like you guys, you guys smile. Living in New York, that's something you forget you're allowed to do. It just seems like everybody's in a hurry to go nowhere. It's like even homeless people, like, get out of my way, I think somebody stole my box, I they got shit going on. Like, calm down, dude, what's the hurry? You're always home. The fuck? Where are you going? This, it's weird, because it's like, I grew up in Puerto Rico, and like, people will ask me, like, what the relationship is with the U.S. and Puerto Rico and, like, if I ever think Puerto Rico is going to become a state and, like, how they get along. And I feel like the only way I know how to describe it is the U.S. and Puerto Rico, they've been together for a long time and they love each other. 
they enjoy each other's company, but U.S. is getting a little restless and she wants to get married. And Puerto Rico's still that dude was like, but wh wh why do we need labels, babe? Like, why do we need labels? Like, I let you keep your army toothbrush in my bathroom. Isn't that enough? Like, that's something. And then the U.S. was like, yeah, I get that. That's something, but I need more from you. I need you to be there. I need to know when things get rough, you're gonna be there. And Puerto Rico's like, when things get rough, remember when you overreacted with that bitch in the Middle East who was the first one to take their hoop earrings out and fight? It was us. That's love. I'm showing you love. Love. And the U.S. is like, I get that that's love, but my friends say you only take, and you take, and you take her citizenship, and you take her currency, and you take her colors on the flag, and you never give anything. I need to know you're going to give. And Puerto Rico's like, give? I gave you J-Lo. J-Lo? The queen? J-Lo? I gave you Ricky Martin. That's two queens. Like, I don't understand. My whole family lives at your house in Brooklyn. Like that. You guys are great. Thanks for hanging out. My name's Oprah. This is a great show, right? And we're doing it. We're going to keep it rolling. Also, first time of the show, LA guy. We love him very much. Mr. Blake Wexler, guys. Give it up for Blake. Come on. Aha. Uh -huh. Hello. I'm Blake. Very well. I am uh, cool. <laughs> I'm, uh, I'm from Philadelphia originally, that's where I'm from, I said that already, and my family just moved down to the progressive state of South Carolina. <sighs> what a jewel on Lady Liberty's crown. It's, it just, mm, it has it all. Diabetes, racism, it has all of it. That's where they keep it. I don't know if you're like, where has racism been for the past five minutes? It's in a warehouse known as South Carolina. That's where they keep it. It's a garbage location. And, but people keep like fucking moving there against all odds. People live there. People do live there. And I don't know what a tourism commercial for South Carolina would possibly look like. Like, um, do you like swamps? Huh? Are your children intellectually doomed? They are. Well, come on down to South Carolina, you fat fucking piece of shit, because it's here. Oh, oh, it's a heap of shit. It's the worst. I did go visit my family, though, because I love them. And edgy. And uh, I went to see them. And they, uh, I went walking around their neighborhood. It's not that bad. And, like, I saw a lake. And in the lake, I saw an alligator. And I got really excited because I'm, I'm obsessed with animals. Like, you don't just see one of those just walking down the street. Like, oh, good day. Like, you just don't see alligators. And I started yelling at a man because uh, I, I got, not like, like <laughs> there's just a guy walking down the path. And I could describe you, like, in colorful description about what he looked like. Um, but he was wearing, he had as many overalls as teeth in his mouth. It was, it was a cool one-to-one -one race that he was rocking. One-to-one race. And... I started yelling at him. I'm like, dude, there's a gator in the lake. There's a gator in the lake. And I swear to God, this man goes, yeah, you got to be careful about them gators and lakes. They can be a real snake in the grass. <laughs> What's that now? Like, I get he was trying to help with a comparison. But all he did was name a lesser reptile in a drier situation. Like, I was like, oh. Cool. On the same page, then. I, um, I, uh, I went to uh, Washington, D.C. recently. Our nation's capital! And I don't know what that was, but I went there. And I went to, uh, I'm a big, like, history nerd, so I went to the uh, Iwo Jima Memorial. And it was beautiful. It was the anniversary of the battle, and there were, like, families there, like, grieving loved ones. This gets funny. And... <laughs> And, uh, and then, like, um, all of a sudden, a man starts walking uh, from the opposite side of the memorial, and he was wearing a University of Florida shirt with a big, stupid cartoon alligator on it. And he's, like, looking around, like, fuck it. This is not, like, how a smart person looks. Like, what the sky? Um, and then another guy comes walking from the opposite end of the memorial, wearing the same shirt with the same look on his face. And I'm like, this is going to be perfect. And, and it was. So the first guy, I swear to fucking God, goes, Gator Nation! <laughs> and the second fucker goes, 
Gator Nation indeed! And starts doing this back at him. Like the most bizarre duel that has ever occurred. Just back and forth for a minute, which is so long. And then the second guy just goes, well, by the way, the second weirdest part about that is uh, indeed. The, the fact that that man said indeed doesn't really seem like that word is in his, uh, his, his wheelhouse of vocabulary. He seems like more of a Gator Nation uh-huh, kind of fella. But the best part is that the first guy, as he's leaving, walks up to this family. They're all crying, and, and, and the, great, the grandmother's explaining how, how brave her husband was in battle when he died. And then this guy fucking walks up to them and goes, Cheer up! War's over! And then just walks away. It was the most amazing thing I've ever... Cheer up! War's over! It was World War II. I don't know if we're on the same page. I, um... All right, so <laughs> that was the silliest shit. Okay, uh, Stuart thinks, I, I live in a real cum fiesta of a neighborhood out here. It's a bummer. Um, cum fiesta was a popular uh, pornographic website in the early 2000s. Was it, Blake? Um, <laughs> so what makes matters worse is I saw a possum, like, creeping around. What, what is that animal? It can't be a mammal. It mustn't be. It was, like, missing patches of hair like on its chest, and it had this creepy look on its face, like, ah, yeah, where's all the pussy? I'm like, ah! <laughs> They're the perverts of the animal kingdom. They're horrid. And like, and I made me realize, like, if I was another animal, like, I would be so racist towards possums. Like, if I was a bird, and I found out my daughter was dating a possum, I would lose my feathers. Like, I'd be like, you're dating a what? A what? You would think it's scared they shit themselves and roll around in it. You want someone like that raising your chicks? Get out of my sight! Keep going! Keep going! Keep going! I'm a bird of exceptional vision. Keep going! Keep going! Keep, all right, last thing. I, uh, before I have a fucking asthma attack. That's my closer. I, uh, stop breathing. Um, so, I, uh, I recently, so I've been, go, uh, I'm recently single. I've been going out on dates, which has been a disaster. And I went out with this girl recently, and, um, I asked her, like, standard introductory date talk. I'm like, oh, so where did you grow up? And she goes, from the most haunted town in America. The ghosts ruined my childhood. Ghosts, you say, pity. What do you say to that? What do you say to that? And, like, they ruined her childhood, which is weird, because all ghosts do is float. Like so. Like, ah, I saw a ghost! Oh, really? What did it do to you? It surprised me! Not a fan! Like, I would imagine living in a house with a ghost would be a lot like inconvenience level wise it would be a lot like living in a house with an alcoholic like 4 o'clock in the morning they wake you up because they knocked over a bunch of plates in the kitchen (laughs) then you hear them ranting about someone who wronged them decades ago (laughs) and you wake up the next day they're nowhere to be found and the front door's just wide open you're like god damn it it's fucking ghost alright I'm Blake bye wiped your eyes and I, I listen maybe you just have like maybe you have bad allergies but I like to think that that just made you cry was that some good fucking jokes you were, you were like uh, pretty into ghost jokes because it was with two hands I just haven't seen that in a while he went like he went like too good did you are you having fun yeah, awesome. Did, was that, is it allergies or just hilarious? What's going on? Just good jokes. Oh my God, that's not a, look at this guy. People don't do that, sir. You're killing it for us. I'm proud of you. You're really doing a great job. Oh, Blake was doing a great job too. He was talking about Indeed and I feel like that word was, I'm watching The Wire and that's the, that's the best character choice of all time. Is, uh, is Omar just saying that word? The idea that they were like, no, 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 no. You're going to say, indeed. Always. Indeed. It's a good character choice. Okay, we have two comics left, and I know we're going to do it. Um, we're like... <laughs> I was just going to say something that would have been an all-out gravity spoiler. 
That's where I'm at right now in terms of tired level. Like, you guys were all with me last night when we saw Gravity, right? We were all together last night seeing Gravity. We saw it in IMAX. But it was weird because we were at the, we were like in the handicap accessible aisle, so then the only reason that that was strange was that the people were kind of in front of us, and so we weren't stacked on top of them, so it was just like, all of space, but then these fuckers' heads. So that was pretty confusing about how to feel about whether or not we were alone, because uh, there they were, just right with us. Um, and um, anyway, that was great that we all went together, and that we came here tonight, the day after. We're good. We are, we're a close group of friends. Oh, we got two comics left. Both of them are amazing. This gentleman right now, he is in from Denver. We love it when he does the show. He runs a show there in Denver called The Grolics. But right now, you're going to hear it from Mr. Andrew Orvidal, guys. Give it up for him. Thank you. Terrific. Terrific. Somebody lost their butterfly clip. I'll be instantly distracted by that. Thank you. There you go. Just cleaning up office supplies immediately. That's what you can expect from me. <laughs> Wasting valuable seconds in my set. I, uh, I recently did CrossFit for the first and last time of my life. <laughs> if you've never done CrossFit, it's all the fun of a Serbian forced labor camp. <laughs> minus the cool story of how you got sent to a Serbian forced labor camp. <laughs> the entire time I was like, am I in fucking in trouble with somebody? What's happening? It was horrible. So I'm done. I'm done with that exercise <laughs> forever. I got uh, divorced this year. Oops. Um, sometimes, <laughs> sometimes though, I forget that I'm divorced, which is really weird. Like usually, I remember because I'm like eating pizza and playing with Legos and doing whatever the fuck I want with my time, living like a 12-year-old boy whose parents are never coming home again. <laughs> Like, they left the weirdest will ever. They're like, just leave him alone. <laughs> but sometimes I forget that I'm divorced, and I think that I've lost my wedding ring, which is so weird. Like, I'll just be walking down the sidewalk, and I'll be like, oh, shit, I lost my wedding ring. Fuck, I lost my wedding ring somewhere. I'm like, oh, yeah, I did, in a conversation, as it turns out. <laughs> That's where that went. That's where that went. Um, I have a four-year-old daughter, who I uh, spend my days with. My daughter is the most optimistic person I've ever met in my life. Maybe that's par for the course for four-year-olds. This is the first one I've ever hung out with. But she's amazingly optimistic. Like, I have friends who are like, I'm kind of an optimist. No, no, you're not. Not like, the, like, not like my four-year-old girl. Case in point, I had to take her into a public restroom in a Mexican restaurant. Just another perk of being a single dad, take an innocent four-year-old girl into some of the most nightmarish hellscapes possible. Some of the shit... Guys, thanks for keeping it disgusting. I love cleaning up after you so I can sit my daughter on the toilet. Like, I never really noticed dude piss splash patterns until I had to sit a four-year-old girl on a toilet. There have to be guys out there who literally pee like this. Because this is like the only way, the only way it makes sense. Or they're doing some sort of like rainbird sprinkler, like... Like... I'm a student of these things now because I have to clean up after it. So anyway, we go into this bathroom and we encounter a stall that, to put it kindly, has been like upholstered in shit. It is disgusting. It's disgusting. And my daughter looks at it and she turns to me and she goes, whoa, did somebody throw a chocolate cake in there? And I was like, fuck, that's your first guess? I've never been more jealous of anyone in my entire life. That's the first thing that pops into your head in the bathroom of a Mexican restaurant. Yeah, chocolate cake. But then, as an adult, I was able to even run that scenario in my head, and I'm bummed to tell you other adults, there's no good reason a chocolate cake would be in a toilet. That's still a bad situation. Like, how did that happen? Like, hey, you want your birthday cake? Eat it out of the fucking toilet! Like... Best case scenario, best case scenario be like, guys, guys, turns out there's poison in the birthday cake. No big deal, already in the toilet. That's like as good as that would get. <laughs> and so I looked at my daughter and I was like, no, no, it isn't. <laughs> Jesus. And she goes, oh, is it diarrhea? <laughs> oh, wait, back up, back up. So you know what diarrhea is and you're still guessing chocolate cake. <laughs> Like, chances are it's not, but I'm kind of a glasses-half-full chocolate cake in the bathroom type. Thanks for letting me do this show, everybody. 
comic on the show, and I'm so glad he is here. First, I just want to say one final thing before I bring our final comic up, or our headliner, as it were. <laughs> uh, this, this show, we also put this show out as a podcast. Today is Tuesday, the 15th. And uh, the day that this comes out, it'll be my birthday. It'll be October 17th. <laughs> my birthday. So, I'm just telling all our listeners out there, and you guys too, you should tweet me. You should tweet me a birthday message. I'm asking you to take a fucking second from your day where you got shit going on and just think, who brings us joy? Who brings us joy in presence via audio jokes? Who do we love? Are we for sure? Who do we love? Are we for sure? And you should tweet me a birthday message at Cameron Esposito. Wait, what's your Twitter? It's the my, it's just my name. So you'll that'll be easy to remember. The October seventeenth. That's the day this podcast comes out. That's right. You could just stop the. You're already on your phone. So, just, you know, just uh, click the thing, or swipe it, or whatever. Pull it up. Remember to put a period in front of it. Because it's going to be weird if you're just like, at Cameron Esposito, have a great birthday. But then only people that follow me and you can see it. Because let's be honest, nobody follows you. <laughs> so you're going to want to either put, hey, at Cameron Esposito, uh, happy birthday at Cameron Esposito, or just, a, you know, the regular period at Cameron Esposito. Uh, and then just tell me what you like about me. Um, buns, if you want to talk about my buns. Um, that's cool, like sticky buns or buttocks. Um, if you want to talk about that, if you're interested in my jokes or uh, anything, um, just let me, send me a message and really boost my day. You know, I don't want money or presents. I just want tweets. I want tweets from everyone here. Will you do it? This live audience. And will you do it, audience at home? See, that was cool, because it was like, a, did you, I'm good at my job. All right, guys. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, your final comic on the show, in from Chicago, great friend of mine. You would also know him. He's a, he's a panelist on the show, Wait, Wait, Don't Tell Me. And uh, he's a, a hilarious comic. Let's hear from Mr. Brian Babylon, guys. Give it up for Brian. One more time for Cam Bam, Cameron Esposito. Let's not, I can't believe I touched a PBR with my black hands. Wow. <laughs> Hipster swill. LA, give it up for yourselves, man. I'm, I'm on vacation. I go back to Chicago on Thursday. Make some noise for this podcast and yourselves. Shit. I got on the right pair of blue jeans tonight. I had a show at the Laugh Factory, and I went to Urban Outfitters, one paying attention, bought some jeans on sale, went to a hotel, only had one pair of jeans, the jeans that I had from Urban Outfitters. Put them on. There were some fucking skinny jeans. It was horrible. <laughs> I was doing plies all night. Now, if you, don't, if you don't know what a plie is, you need to get some culture in your fucking life. It's a very basic ballet move that you can just... Black Swan, you know it. Plie, boom. You dip it from the core, boom. Plie, boom, plie. You know what the fuck a plie is. It's a plie. A plie is a fucking plie. Now, you, you might be asking yourself, Brian Babylon, what the fuck is a middle-aged black man doing in skinny jeans wearing, doing plies? I'll tell you, like, a lot of times my balls get stuck to the side of my thigh and you have to plie that shit out. Boom, you know what I'm saying? It's like, it unhinges the scrotum sack. A good quality plie will not, not make you look like a creep, you know, because you can't be ball jostling, man. You know, so, so ladies, if you at a bar and you meet a guy, he's trying to chat you up, get your number and shit, and he says, hey, so do you like Mumford & Sons? Hold on a second. Boom, plie. <laughs> He's a fucking keeper. Boom. You know what I'm saying? He's somebody to take home. Mumford and Sons. What the fuck? What the fuck is that? I'm going to tell you what the fuck Mumford and Sons is tonight at UCB. Mumford and Sons is nothing but black people kryptonite. Okay? If you ever were curious on how to stop black shenanigans, you combat that shit with Mumford and Sons. So if you have some person playing loud, annoying hip-hop music with hi-hats and bass lines... You just crank some Mumford & Sons, that will stop any... Because Mumford & Sons sounds like 
uh, cough syrup from Western times. When it's just corn syrup and cocaine, Mumford and Sons. That's the cure with LZL. Yeah. Stupid. A lot of people out. People ask me. Uh, you know what? I hate. I hate when people ask me to watch white people shows like Game of Thrones. Like hell no, I don't watch Game of Thrones. Let let white people have their own TV time, man. Please. Because Game of Thrones is pretty much the good old days for white people. You know what I'm saying? Well, it, was just, it was just dragons and magic and midgets and sexually aggressive. There's a midget on Game of Thrones who just fucks people. You know what I'm saying? Like, he's like, you're gonna suck my dick. That's what's true. It's, it's... I don't fuck with true blood either. Because I like my vampires old school with class. You know what I'm saying? With widow's peaks and tuxedos and cummerbunds and church shoes. You know what I'm saying? And capes. And they move real slow, like, Ooh. and then he'll bite you. Then you guys are girlfriend, boyfriend for eternity. Fucking vampire. You know what I'm saying? These new vampires with their little skinny jeans and their moose hair and they move real fast and suck your dick real quick. Like, what the fuck is that, man? Why? Before I get out of here, man, I don't, I don't masturbate, but I will masturbate if I'm asked nicely. <laughs> and the reason I don't masturbate because I'm terrified the one time I do masturbate, I'm gonna have a heart attack because it's so amazing <laughs> that I'm gonna be dead with my dick in my hands and the paramedic in the corner taking funny ass selfies over my corpse. <laughs> and I'm like, uh, internet joke for eternity. That's, that's terrifying, you know what I'm saying? But I will masturbate if I'm asked nicely. This girl asked me to masturbate, but she didn't have any lotion or motor oil, right? <laughs> so I went in her bathroom and I found this shit called Estee Lauder Anti-Wrinkle Youth Serum. This shit is from the future. It's crazy. It takes years off the dick. It's, it's amazing. Like, all up here is Cosby Show, but this is Dawson Creek down here, man. It blends in the high school cock. It's fucking nutso. All right, here it is. Here's, here's my coup de gras. Uh, give it up, one more energy check, because I gotta do this last bit. For sure. Alright. I'm going to the to the table read for the family guy tomorrow. I'm presenting this. I'm presenting this to this Mr. Seth McFarland. It's a cartoon concept I'm working on. Where I'm trying to have Barack Obama and Martin Luther King be roommates. Okay. And I'm gonna do a scene for you right now where somebody is not paying the cable bill. Are y'all ready? Say action. Barack, when I signed the lease with you, I thought we'll go 50-50 on these bills. I was watching ESPN the other day and the cable went stone cold off in between the NBA updates. How long do I got you to pay that goddamn cable bill? Uh, hold on right there, Martin, just hold it right there. Hold on right there. Hold on right there. Now, let's be clear, let's be clear in front. I left $75 on the refrigerator and I'm quite sure you paid the cable bill with that money. You know, Barama, you're coming here with your fast talks and your good looks. You go in your room with that broad shoulder girl making all that noise saying, yes, we can, yes, we can. Knowing that I'm in my room lonely and horny as hell. Uh, first of all, that is Obama. Secondly, that's your problem. And third, and most importantly, I'm missing my Estee Lauder anti-review serum. <laughs> it's like, family guy, hey, I'm Brian Babylon from Chicago. Adios. Give it up for my girl, Pam Bam. Brian Babylon, guys. Keep it going for everybody you saw tonight. I'm Cameron Esposito. This is Pull Your Hands Together. We're here every Tuesday night at the UCB Theater. Thank you guys so much for, having, for coming and have a great rest of your night. Put your hands together. 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 Get ready to laugh with your hands together. Put your hands together. Get ready to clap with your hands together. Put your hands together.
Hey, this is Arnie Niekamp from the Improv Fantasy Podcast, Hello from the Magic Tavern. I fell through a dimensional portal behind a Burger King in Chicago into the magical land of Foon, and I started a podcast. Season three has just begun with a brand new adventure to defeat the Dark Lord. If you're a new listener or you've fallen behind, season three is a great jumping on point. And we've got great guests like Justin McElroy. I sound like a fancy college professor. Fake nuts. <laughs> Rachel Bloom. You all see my collection of men corpses and one woman. Felicia Day and Colton Dunn. You've seen <coughs> me have intercourse with a variety of species. It's a bummer. Andy Daly. You have the members of Genesis listed, but Phil Collins yeah. has crossed out and then circled and crossed out again. Uh, yes, I have killed Phil Collins twice. Thomas Middleditch. Ah! Oh, Jesus! I mean, Jazos! <laughs> ruler of the Eighth Circle! And that's just the beginning. Season 3 of Hello from the Magic Tavern is out now. Listen in Stitcher, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.